Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars. The games. Starting defense. Place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on the Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Oh, it's that time, baby. Oh, you're ready for some football. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't know oh, you were you're going ready there. To rock. This is going to be awesome. Well, we are uh, finally, after many, 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 many months of waiting, many moons, we are at week one, the Sunday of week one of the NFL football season. And that means, folks, that on Football Sunday, we will have the fantasy scramble at 930. So if you out there have start set questions in your fantasy teams, and I know you do because it's week one and nobody knows what on earth is going to happen, text them into the Better You Today text line at 55305. You can start texting them now. We'll get them. And then at 930 and probably 945, we will get to as many of them as we can and try to help you guys out. So <clears throat> I'll probably call for that a couple of times just to remind everybody to text those in. But I already got one on Twitter today. And I know you, Rashad, just had one that we can talk about. And uh, week one is always the hardest week in fantasy football, in my opinion, because you're you're going based on your draft, but oftentimes your flex or your th- second or third wide receiver position, you've got a choice to make or running back position. You've got a choice to make. And it's really tough to make that choice because you really don't know what's going to happen this year. So hopefully we can help you. The three of us have a, a pretty good track record of, of making the right picks for you guys. Um, we haven't, we don't have any scientific evidence of that. Yeah, Can we, can we do that this year? Like, can we just kind of, well, Jesse was doing it and then he never told us how we did. So I was assuming we were doing great and it was just, there was no need to tell us how great we were doing. No, actually what happened was it's just, it gets to the point where we get so many questions and we are just kind of actually just kind of flowing through it and flowing through it and flowing through it. I lose track. Uh, it, by the end of it, I'm like, I don't. I, I can't honestly tell you if I'm accurate on what I'm tallying as far as who we think what and if I even got them all on there. So well, I just kind of lost feel? track in the end. Generally, I think we do a pretty good job. No, I think we do good. Um, I I think, uh, honestly, yeah, no, I, I think we do a, a fairly good job. I, uh, I mostly try to keep track of the really big ones and – um, and honestly, that's the ones we're typically we're contrarian from each other. And I don't know, that's probably like a 60, 40 split around there. Well, we'll help you out. So send those into the better you today text line five, five, three, zero five. And then of course the second hour of the show, we're going to be thoroughly distracted as the games will be underway. Um, but that's okay because it'll be fun radio. We've also, that also means West coast bias is back, which is going to be at ten fifteen today, right before hate it or love it, where we focus on a West coast story. Uh, we want to talk about Le'Veon Bell today in the 10 o'clock segment 
And uh, of course, coming up next, once we uh, once we get underway, we want to do a quick little bit on college football from yesterday before we dive into the NFL. Ducks and Beavers both win over FCS opponents, win big. Uh, Stanford beats USC in a pretty ugly game. The game of the week was really low scoring and kind of boring to watch. Uh, you really only had a couple of really good games yesterday. One of them was Colorado, Nebraska, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, played super well in that one. And uh, we also had Clemson, Texas A&M was a good finish in that I one I actually well. didn't see that one. No? No, I actually didn't watch that one. I uh, I didn't watch the whole game, but I, I flipped it on in the fourth quarter. Well, actually, I was out at a bar, and I started paying more attention to it in the fourth quarter. And that's uh, it was just a good finish in that game. So uh, was, we'll talk about some college football coming up next segment. But uh, I wanted to start with poor, poor Rashad and the parking situation of Ugh. death from Friday night because I felt bad, but it was also it was so bad. It was funny to me. Your texts were so desperate and you were trying to like you were I think you were trying to have me help you. Just, no, I was just trying to be good at my job, bro. Like, and I just that was, didn't know how to help at you. the end of the day. I just I don't I, I'm a person that prides himself on being dependable. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. doing the things that I'm supposed to do. So I'm supposed to be doing the high school football game. Damn it. I'm doing the high school football game and I'll be there to, you know, Make sure I can carry that out. So if you don't know anything about parking for, you know, PIL sports, for the most part, or for high school sports in general, for the most part, it can be difficult. You know, usually there's a, there's a parking lot that you can't use, either that is too full or um, it's for staff and students only or something corny like that. Or there's just nowhere to park around your school. Uh, Lincoln High School happens to be uh, – the the definition of worst parking situation possibly ever. From when I lived downtown, I used to walk past Lincoln a lot. I don't remember seeing a parking lot. I don't know if there is. Like I'm, I'm mind you, I went to Grant. Lincoln is my. I don't know if there is a parking lot at all for Lincoln. So I'm driving around that school, which is downtown. So I, it had to have been. I did my update and it had to have been like six fifty, six fifty three, something like that. And um, at at the time, I'm looking for somewhere to park and. I circled around from Lincoln, which I believe is like on 15th, uh, all the way to like 9th and 10th, just looking for a parking spot. Every uh, lot was full, and I had no idea there, there was a Thorns game. And I kept seeing all these people. I was like, man, where is everyone going to the Timbers game? And it was it was cracking at the Thorns game. I'm not sure who they played, but it was it was loud over there the entire time. But thank you, Thorns fans, because because of you, I couldn't find anywhere to park, and I missed the entire first half of football. Well, it wasn't was awful. It wasn't even a Thorns game. It was a Thorns versus Seattle game, which is why it was doubly I packed. I don't get it. What does that mean? Well, Portland, Seattle. It's the rivalry. It's oh. always a rivalry. Oh. So it was it was Thorns versus Rain, which is a big deal in, in the NWSL. And uh, that was why it was extra bad. And Swag felt so bad that he sent you to that game because he didn't know the Thorns were playing that night. It's no one one Swag's fault. Like, typically, you know, I'd pull up to Lincoln somewhere around there. You know, I'd have to walk four or five blocks to get there, but I would do that, and I was prepared to do that. So it had nothing to do with Swag. I just, I, that's also kind of my fault for not being a soccer fan. For just not showing up earlier? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like I said, typically I get there right around – 15 minutes before kickoff, you know, sometimes more than that if it's a, if it's a little further away. But, yeah, this time that, that didn't work. Well, the funniest thing to me, well, there was a couple of things. Again, sad but funny to me, was I was like, dude, just stop looking around the school. Go across the 405 bridge 
and park on like 12th yeah. and then walk. And you went, bro, you're, you're, I'm on 10th. Yeah, like, bro, you're not, I, I had to tell Lynch, like, because you were being like, man, just go down here and park. Man, fam, you're not you're not hearing me right now, Lynch. You're not getting what I'm saying to you. There's no parking around here. This is the worst. And so uh, it took about, th- I got there just before um, halftime, maybe like four or five minutes left. Uh, before the half well but then but then you told me so i called you i was like so how's it going you know i talked to swag he goes if you can't find parking at all don't get in trouble or anything just go home and you like parked in front of a business's driveway with a clear no parking sign there yeah and i was like dude don't get towed for high school man i want schmooze with the with the security guard and all type of stuff to say hey man if i Start getting towed or something. Let me know. I ended up moving it just a little bit, but I moved it into a yellow zone. Like, I was being incredibly reckless. I don't advise anyone <laughs> doing some of the well, moves Well, at that, that point, I did. it was halftime. You had missed the whole half of the and game. And I missed the whole half, on. and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to miss this whole game and not get a chance to do, you know, an update or anything. So I'm, you know, moved into a, ye- a yellow spot. There you go. That's at least better than one that clearly says no parking in front I of mean, it. I mean, with the yellow spot clearly means no parking too. Right, but, but your car I is on top chance. of it, so yeah. maybe it's a little harder. Oh yeah, and it was dark, so. But right. it, it, and maybe the cops are giving a little leeway because there's literally no parking. Yeah, so I mean, that that could have been that could have been the deal, but I don't either way, I didn't get a ticket or anything this time. I'm knocking on wood, but uh it, it all worked out. Got a chance to go in there and Lincoln didn't do as well. No. Uh, Lincoln got, got They got destroyed. they got they got destroyed, man, and you know, as a general, I was okay with that. But as a PIL as fan, your PIL reporter, as a you PIL were not reporter, okay with that it. made it a little sad. I'm sure Andrew Nimick was just shaking his head, like I knew it. <laughs> I, told I told you, Rashad. I told him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to hear Rashad on high school football, he's one of the reporters every single Friday night uh, from 6:45 until uh, about 10 o'clock or so is when you can hear him doing a couple of hits from whatever game he's been sent to. And uh, that's every Friday night. And next week, I believe, we are doing Mountainside, the new high school out in the the Beave, and uh, Sandy to kind of, like, introduce Mountainside to uh, the OSAA since they're a brand-new high school. So that'll be kind of interesting. And I'm sure Rashad will be out at a, at a good, interesting PIL game um, or, I guess, PIL non-conference game still. Are we still in the non-conference? I believe so. I, I know there's are. some people that have played, uh, played each other in the PIL, but I think Cleveland and Franklin played each other, like, the first week. Mm, was, riveting. Which was weird. Um, Absolutely. Go go! Uh, I'm sure Dirt was front and center at that game. But uh, but yeah, so Rashad will be doing the PIL all season long, and occasionally he'll probably do a different one if there's uh, an important game that someone can't go to. So make sure you listen to that. Uh, all right, coming up next, let's recap yesterday in college football. And as a reminder, text in your fantasy start sit questions to the Better You Today text line at five five three zero five, and we will answer them at nine thirty and nine forty five. And uh, follow us on Twitter, and you can tweet them at us as well. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Rashad's at TaylorMade503, Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N, and uh, the fan is at 1080 fan. But next, Ducks, Beavs win big. Pac-12 has a bit of a resurgent week in general. We'll discuss on Football Sunday on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. here on your Sunday morning football Sunday with you till 11 o'clock leading into coverage of Seahawks Broncos today pregame at 11 kick is at 125 I believe and before we dive into the NFL today and your fantasy questions which is coming up next remember text the better you today text line 55305 with your fantasy starts at questions let's talk college football from last night 
I want to start with the Ducks and Beebs briefly. I don't have a lot to say about either game because, frankly, they played FCS opponents and they both played really, 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 really well against FCS opponents. Uh, Oregon absolutely destroyed Portland State, which was expected 62 to 14. Justin Herbert continued a potential Heisman campaign by going 20 of 26, 250 yards, four touchdowns. I know some of this was because Portland State's not good, but he threw some beautiful passes in that game yesterday. Little floaters dropped right into on a dime to a receiver running into the corner of the end zone. Uh, Tony Brooks-James had 100-plus yards. C.J. Verdell had 100-plus yards at the running back position. I mean, it's Portland State. It was a good game. Not much more you can say that with that. A ton of guys caught passes. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11 guys caught passes in the game yesterday. So they spread the wealth. It was a good win. 62-14. Braxton Burmeister went 3 for 3 for 16 yards. Woo! So that's good. You know, but I was expecting to see Tyler Shuck in this game, but we did not. That's unfortunate. I, I wasn't, but no, should expect Tyler Shuck. In this well, game, people are saying he's going to pass Burmeister to be the backup. He's a true freshman. And uh, I thought this would be the perfect chance to give him an opportunity. But alas, he did not play. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, uh, you always want to get the win. And if you're Portland State, you're just happy to really be on this stage at this stadium. Happy to you know, be getting paid you know, <laughs> to absolutely. play Oregon. Yeah, so this. It's, it's one of those things, like, you, nobody really expected a lot from the Vikings. That being said, I kind of expected this from the Ducks. I expected 70 points, you know, somewhere around there because they're playing a, an FCS team. A team that's really, just to be honest, they're just not as talented. Portland State is, man, a, a great local program, and they can be really competitive. We've seen them be really competitive against FBS opponents, but it's just, it's, they're, the Ducks are, the ducks you know at this point and they, they they look a little bit like they you know like they have in years prior so i don't know i wasn't really I'm, of course justin herbert is somebody that's he's going to be arguably your second greatest quarterback to, to play here like so so far marcus mariota and i think he's right there competing with that joey harrington for that joey harrington spot at number two but you know if he actually like you said does win the heisman you know or even finishes you know second the heisman or gets his team back into a, a bowl game situation, then I think he's going to be right up there. And if he goes high in the draft, which a lot of people think Justin Herbert could very well be the number one overall pick. Yep. I'm sure there's some guy from central Idaho that's going to be considered the number one overall pick as well. But for now, of all the guys that we know, we know that Justin Herbert is kind of entering that rarefied air, not rarefied air, but that, that, that stage the guys yeah, like it is rare and, yeah that guy the stage the guys like Sam Darnold was starting to get and the Josh Rosens and those guys so uh now let's be fair it has been so far against Bowling Green and Portland State so when they play Stanford which I think is coming up in a week or two they uh it'll be a tougher test of course for Justin Herbert but he, he has looked great so far um Oregon State beats the other Utah 48 25 uh that score is a lot closer than the game was Oregon State scored 31 points or 41 points at halftime and then only scored seven in the second half. So they, they took their foot off the gas a bit. The biggest impressive thing to me was their running game in this game. Jamar Jefferson, 238 yards rushing mm -hmm. on 22 carries. And then Artavius Pierce had 91 yards rushing on 11 carries. So they've kind of kind of a little two headed monster going on there at the running back position. Again, FCS opponent, a team that's now 0 and two, but impressed by the running game for the Beavs. Uh, you know, for the second straight week, you know, this is this is kind of one of those things. Last week when they played Ohio State, you expected them to get, you know, blown out of the water. But 
you saw some good things offensively to say that, well, okay, well, you can actually score some points. And they went out there on Southern Utah and scored some points. I was looking back at uh, some of Oregon State's, you know, two games in a row. They've scored 71 points or 79 points in two games. They haven't scored 79 points in two games in like four years, you know, two consecutive games. So you're looking at a team that's looking like they're able to move the ball. And like I said, that Ohio State game showed me everything I need to see. They hung 31 points on Ohio State in the horseshoe, which is something that only one other team did all of last season. And that was that just happened to be PSU, you know what I'm saying, or Penn State. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this Oregon State team saying, you know, why, why can't that be that surprise team in the Pac-12 that nobody saw coming? I think, yeah, I mean, I think the obvious is their offense is better than we thought. Their defense is as bad as we thought because they also gave up points to Southern Utah, which not great, but, and obviously they gave up 70 plus to Ohio State, but the offense is good and that might be able to uh, help them win a game or two that they shouldn't if they're able to keep running the ball like this. No, yeah, I mean, their offense is, is it's like you said, it, it's good. And it, I think it's going to get better as the season continues. Like I said, I'm just looking for things like, quit and some of those things they used to do it i can't be so much mad at the you know the defense you know because i'll be real man pac-12 defense as a whole isn't great like i mean washington may be the exception you know and and stanford but outside of that like there aren't a lot of teams that stop guys from scoring over 24 points like if you play a pac-12 team you know it's going to be a, a, a foot race a lot of the time it's gonna it's gonna be a marathon so I can't really blame Oregon State for that. Yeah, they're the, not a great tackling team, but I think those are things that you can improve on. The I was watching the Arizona State-Michigan State game last night, and I forget, I don't know who the announcer was, but he goes, after such a bad bowl season, we're actually seeing a resurgent week from the Pac-12, which is not really what you want to hear, but I guess that's good, resurgent week. And that resurgent week came via two of the better games of the day, uh, at least in terms of closeness, the Michigan State Arizona State game was pretty boring. It was really low scoring, but Colorado Nebraska was on twelve thirty. It was on national national TV. It was on ABC, and Colorado won thirty three twenty eight on the fight in Scott Frost. And I think some of it has to do with Nebraska didn't play last week. They got rained out or lightninged out, whatever you want to say against Akron. But Colorado actually looks pretty good they destroyed Colorado State in week one which has usually been a tough game for them and then go right into Nebraska in the old rivalry game that's kind of getting renewed again which is pretty cool to win 33-28 Steven Montez looks really really good it's great to have kind of an experienced quarterback there because remember Montez has been there for a couple of years mm -hmm. he was backing up um I can't remember his name now the guy who went to the NFL and then kind of flamed out he was in hard knocks a couple of years ago um he was backing him up and now he's the starter and he's good so I, maybe Colorado actually going to be a pretty decent team this year. No, Colorado's has been one of those teams that have been creeping creeping up. They've been able to kind of uh, foster a really good group of receivers for the past few years. And so it, it's not a huge surprise that Steven Montez did that. You're looking at a guy who's a, this is a third year, third year starter as a junior. And last year didn't have the year that I think he wanted to have, about, what, 16, 17 touchdowns, but nine, 10 interceptions. So he was – you know, the, the definition of a middle-of-the-road quarterback with a little bit of talent around him. I think this could be the year that Montez, especially considering that through his first two games, he's got seven touchdowns and only one pick. So this could be a team that, again, surprises a lot of people in the Pac-12. Now, does that mean that they'll actually win? Man, no. Like, that's, that's not saying that they're going to the Pac-12 championship, but it's saying that they're 
nobody saw them coming, and all of a sudden you have to kind of circle that game on your schedule because it's not just going to be an easy out anymore. So that was a good game. Uh, Michigan State, Arizona State without a good game necessarily, but Arizona State wins on a game-winning field goal. So they beat 15th-ranked Michigan State, who will, struggled last week with Utah State. They probably should have lost to Utah State too. And uh, that means Michigan State not as good as we thought. But Arizona State 2-0, and and dare I say, Herm Edwards, impressive so far, even though no one expected him to be impressive, uh, in his first two games coaching. Two wins for ASU. Everyone owes Herm an apology now. No. I'm just joking. The, the, the apology <laughs> doesn't need to come now. Not yet. But, I mean, this is what you want to see. I think this is what people have expected from Arizona State. Like, it's not like they haven't had a good roster. They haven't had good players. Arizona State has. They just haven't had a, a great leader to be able to take him to the next level. Maybe Herm Edwards with his wealth of knowledge and his years in the NFL and his years being an analyst for the NFL, maybe that's exactly what some of these young kids need is to hear, you know, winning stuff. You know, maybe it's not always X's and O's. Sometimes you just need to be motivated. And we know that's something Herm Edwards is really good at. And now they're 2-0. Michigan State's 1-1 and in that one. But the big game in the Pac-12 was Stanford-USC. Number 10 Stanford, number 17 USC. It was probably the big game in the country if you – if you want to say because of the rankings, A&M was not ranked and Clemson A&M was a good game and a big game, but uh, Stanford USC was the big one and Stanford absolutely dominated USC in the game defensively to win 17 to three JT Daniels, the freshman for USC got hurt early. He came back and played. He threw two picks, no touchdowns. This was his first real test of, Hey, you're a true freshman quarterback and you're playing a big pac 12 game against the best defense in the pac 12. What are you going to do? The answer was literally nothing. And USC got embarrassed in this game. Yeah. Stanford really <laughs> just gave it to him the entire way. And Bryce Love is back, by the way. After that really bad first game, uh, he went for 136 yards and a touchdown on yeah, 22 I think carries. Bryce Love is fine. I think he's going to be uh, just fine. He just had a really bad game first week. It happens, you know, from time to time. But JT Daniels, I'll be honest, like 16 for 34, 215 yards in his first his first start, or not first start, but, you know, as, as a true freshman. His first Pac-12 start. First Pac-12 start against uh, the what's now considered probably the best team in the Pac-12 in Stanford. Like, Stanford is going to stuff you a lot. You're not going to score a lot of points against them. Even when, well, I was going to say even when the Ducks had Mariota, there were times where Stanford looked like they were really going to just blow them out of the water and everything. But they kept low scores a lot of those times when they had Duck wins. But... I don't know, man. I, th I thought it was a, I thought it was going to be a much better game. I thought USC was going to be faster than I, I guess they are. And I think things can still change. It's the second game of the season. You're not going to play Stanford every week. You can tighten some things up. But overall, man, 16 for 34 is not, not a great game, but he did throw 215 yards. As a freshman, I'm, I'm okay with that. Give him some more time to develop. There were times where Sam Darnold looked not very good either as a freshman, but you were able to develop and kind of grow. So I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to JT Daniels right now. Quickly, other Pac-12 notables, uh, UW and Washington State won big over low opponents. San Jose State's probably the worst team in the FBS, and they got shut out by Wazoo 31-0. Uh, Washington won 40, where'd it go? 45-3 to over North Dakota, so nothing notable there. Uh, UCLA played Oklahoma on the road. They looked okay in the first quarter, and then Oklahoma did Oklahoma things. They blew them out 49-21. Chip Kelly's era at UCLA starts 0-2, and we all just have to lower our expectations a little bit. It's going to take a bit for him to get his offense rolling there because he has a lot of players who are not his players. Uh, you've got 
Arizona looking awful under Kevin Sumlin. Houston destroyed them 45-18. That game was the 9 a.m. game. I was watching that one. Literally for like four straight drives in the beginning, Houston did nothing but throw deep passes, and they connected almost every time, or the receiver at Houston dropped it. And Arizona didn't do anything to stop it. Khalil Tate did not look good until probably the middle of the game. He actually wound up throwing for 341 yards and two, uh, and two interceptions. Uh, he only, and he ran for one touchdown, but he only had eight rushing yards. I don't know what someone's doing. Khalil Tate is an amazing running quarterback. Let him run the football. Don't make him a pocket passer because he's not going to be as good. He has to do both. That's his thing. That's why he was like a Heisman candidate last year and a Heisman ca- candidate this year until now. And, it, and you got to let him run. It's super crazy for a guy like Sumlin to get somebody like Khalil Tate and having had a Johnny Manziel, somebody that knows how to kind of create their own offense a lot of the time. You can say what you want to about Johnny Manziel now. Man, Johnny Manziel, the freshman quarterback from Texas A&M, was a beast, and he could do really whatever he wanted on the field. And you got a guy like Khalil Tate that can kind of do the same thing. As you can see, as a pocket quarterback, he threw 341 yards, didn't have any touchdowns, but 341 is, is a whole lot of yards to put up. So you have that that guy. Let him do what he does. And it's a little weird that Sumlin, I think he just feels like he has a lot to prove right now and that he doesn't need to have that electric quarterback, the, the ones that he's had to be able to kind of carry his team. But I, I think he might. And when you get a gift like Khalil Tate, you take advantage of it. And then the uh, other ones you had uh... – Cal win again, 2-0 under Justin Wilcox. I got to say, very quick turnaround from uh, Justin Wilcox there to get them last year to be a decent team and already 2-0 this year. Only other game I haven't mentioned was, uh, where did it go? Oh, Utah. Utah beat Northern Illinois 17-6. So not much uh, craziness there. That was the Pac-12 weekend. Good wins for Oregon and Oregon State. Good win for Stanford, but a bad loss for USC and Colorado and, and Arizona State getting wins over probably better opponents. So, Little little bit of resurgence for the Pac-12 this week in week two. Coming up next, it is time for the fantasy scramble. That means it is time for you to text the Better You Today text line five five three zero five with all of your start state questions. We'll get to as many as we can next. Here's Jesse with Sports Center. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. And the only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Well, it's very nice to hear that music again, that open again. It's one of my favorite segments every week is the Fantasy Scramble. We get a lot of traction on it. A lot of people are curious about start sick questions, and uh, I like helping people. I, li- I like to help. Mm. So, no, no, you don't. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I want to be helpful as well. I just, I just want you all to lose. That's all I want. Yeah, I just want to win. But luckily, you guys aren't in my league, so it's okay. I, I wish both of you the best. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so let's start. I got one super early uh, this morning from a listener. Said he was not going to be able to listen, but uh, so I responded to him on the text line. But one of this out there for anyone who's interested in these players. He says non PPR league have to start one at the flex. Jamal Williams, that's the Packers running back. For those who don't know, Jarvis Landry, Corey Davis, or Michael Crabtree. I told him it was between Jamal Williams and Jarvis Landry to me. Uh, Jamal Williams is the number one back in Green Bay, at least early in the season. And honestly, I kind of think he's going to be the number one back all season. I'm very high on him this year. And especially because it's a non-PPR league, 
I like Jamal Williams better than Jarvis Landry. Landry in a PPR league is money. He gets like eight catches a game, and that's a lot of points. But um, I think Williams is going to be good, and I think the Packers might have a lead over the Bears in this game where they're going to run the ball a bit more. And for the first time in a long time, I think the Packers will actually find a running back who is consistent enough to be a regular workhorse starter for them, and I will take Jamal Williams out of those those groupings right there. Mm. I like Jamal Williams as well. Um, it's hard for me not to go with Jarvis Landry. I think Jamal Williams is going in the situation with the against a really good defense, um, Chicago, uh, at least the one that a defense that's steadily improving as well, um, especially adding somebody like Khalil Mack to their roster within the week. Uh, I think they're going to be really – He's not playing every snap today, though. He's going to no, have a somewhat no, limited game. No. However, I think that whole defense is going to be juiced up to show um, exactly what they can do and how they can help. So – uh, for that reason, I think I'm going to take my chances with um, Jarvis Landry and whichever corner or DB has to try to cover him today. So it's Williams, Landry, and who? Corey Davis, Michael Crabtree. I'll, I'll go Williams as well. I, he's going to get a lot of work today. I, th- I think that that Chicago defense is good, and it's going to be um, solid against the run. But at some point, I think they're going to try to get you know, Williams going, and he'll probably end up with anywhere between 18 to 22 um, touches today. So I, I'd roll him out, especially because it's not PPR. So. And red zone opportunities yeah. are going to be his. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you know, right now, currently, it's like 16-mile-an-hour gusts in Cleveland. So that, although kind of plays into Landry Jones as far as the short passing game, it's a short passing game, and it's also a lot of wins. So. And non-PPR. So yeah. uh, Jordan Howard the Bears running back, or James Conner. This is an interesting one to me because obviously Conner's going to be the starter in Pittsburgh for the time being until Le'Veon Bell decides to return from his holdout. Here's how I usually play week one. This is generally my philosophy. I don't start someone I don't know anything about until I learn something about them. Yes, that's a risk. If they have an amazing game, that sucks that you left them on the bench. But it's tough to take a risk on somebody like, in my opinion, like James Conner, because you just don't know how he's going to be able to play in replacement of Le'Veon Bell. Jordan Howard's not the most exciting guy, but Jordan Howard is a heavy touch guy. He will be a red zone guy. And despite the fact he doesn't have a lot of play in the passing game with the Bears, he is still a good fantasy player because of his touchdowns that he can get when they're in the red zone. And for that reason, I'm going to take him this week. But I've always liked the Pittsburgh running situation. I just don't know how good James Conner is. He's the backup. Um, there's good reports about him, but I don't know. And because of that, I'm going to pick Jordan Howard. I like Jordan Howard. You said you like the run situation in Pittsburgh, a, a lot of which is because their offensive line is great, and the other part is because they had Le'Veon Bell to really be their run situation. When you're uh, someone like James Conner, you just have to come in and try not to mess up. I think it might be a little bit different when he has the full brunt of the offensive low, which is what he's, he's going to have. But I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. Uh, I saw what he was able to do last year, and he is—he—he's a real deal. And I think I'm going to take him against this Green Bay defense, who can, at times in the past has been Swiss cheese. I'll go—I'll go Jordan Howard. Um, I know that the one thing that uh, the Packer fans that I know are worried about is that linebacking core, that front seven, kind of getting old, aging. Matthews being a year older. Uh, I honestly believe that this should be close enough at least through three quarters to where Howard's going to get enough work. He is the goal line guy. And within the 20-yard line, I don't 
think that there's been a more efficient running back getting into the end zone than Howard uh, in the last two years. He is a guy that finds the end zone when he can when he gets his nose in there. So I, I, I'm going to roll out Howard as well. PPR tight end Jack Doyle, Tyler Eifert. I was just reading this. I didn't know this. Tyler Eifert's not starting today. Uh, snap count. Tyler Croft is starting today. And Eifert is on a snap count. Now they're going to use him. And pass passing situations. But they are not playing him every single down. And knowing Eifert's injury history, which is long and decorated, I'm going to go with Jack Doyle, who is a favorite target of Andrew Luck before his injury. Bingo. And in a PPR league, I think that means five, six catches for him. Even if he only gets 50, 60 yards, you're going to get some points for the PPR aspect of it. And I just, I, I used to love Tyler Eifert. I had him for many years in a row, and he is not trustworthy. He can go super big, and then he can get hurt and not play for nine weeks. So I'm going to go with Jack Doyle. I'm going to go with Jack Doyle as well. Again, you mentioned him being Andrew Luck's favorite target. Uh, lots of tight ends have become the security blanket for um, for NFL quarterbacks, and I think Andrew Luck really uses his. So I think Jack Doyle is going to be somebody that Andrew Luck's going to really depend on today. So we'll be rolling out Doyle. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Doyle as well. I, I think the the nice thing about Indy is you're you find that they use their tight ends. Luck loves his tight ends. You know, you had a couple years ago where he had two tight ends that both caught eight touchdowns. Um, I think Doyle and Ebron are both uh, totally usable tight ends today. They don't really have a third wide receiver yet. So I'm I'm definitely going to go Doyle over Eifert. Eifert is still in the prove-it mode. He is on a limited snap count, but I do like the fact that basically they're just saying we're going to use you as a a receiver. So um, if he can get through a game, be healthy, maybe catch a touchdown, then maybe you're thinking about deploying him over Doyle. Non-PPR at the flex, LaShawn McCoy or James Conner. That one's easy for me. It's the same argument I made earlier in the segment. I'm going LaShawn McCoy. It's just that simple. I don't, I don't, I need to see it from James Conner before I start trusting him in replacement of Le'Veon Bell. Shady McCoy. Um, I'm going to go uh, contrarian on this one. Finally, I'm going to go uh, James Conner. This is one where the offense in Buffalo is so bad, and I know they are going to give LaShawn so many touches, but when you literally think about it, you you just load up the box against Shady. Um, whereas in Cleveland, you still have to worry about Juju. You still have to worry about Ben. You still have to worry about, obviously, Antonio Brown. And then you have that great offensive line. And I've mentioned the wind already that that's going to be going on in Cleveland, which means it's going to push more of a running game script. So I would probably use James Conner over Shady McCoy. Uh, PPR league at the flex, Deion Lewis, James White, Chris Thompson. Those are good options to have in a PPR league. Uh, I That's from a P1 Jake. I'm going to go Deion Lewis in this one. Uh, Chris Thompson is coming off the, the very serious ACL injury. He was amazing before he went down last year, but now he's got a new quarterback, a different offense. I don't trust the Redskins at all. Um, James White in a very crowded backfield. There's a lot of options in New England. I'm not fully sure who's going to be used in every situation. Rex Burkhead is good in passing situations in the red zone. So that hurts James White a little bit. I'm going to go Deion Lewis because think about what kind of a passer Marcus Mariota is. Think about what kind of an offense the Titans should be running with Mariota. A lot of it's going to include uh, run pass option plays and screen plays plus some deep threats uh, passes as well. I think Deion Lewis next to Derrick Henry, who is not going to be a big pass catching threat, is going to be really interesting this year in Tennessee, and I'm going to go with him. 
Uh, I think I will go with James White just because, um, I mean, number number one, he's the, the Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. It's a little bit kind of hard to go go against him, especially considering um, the, the other options you have. But then I think he's kind of have he has a rapport with Brady. He is okay catching the ball out of the backfield. He just didn't do it as much as Deion, Deion Lewis did. Um, so I think I would probably roll out White. You don't know what you're going to get with Rex Burkhead, um, and then you have uh, Sony Mich- Michelle, I think is his last name. Is, he's not playing. And but... he's, he's not going to play. So you got two running backs today. Again, as a, as a Pats fan, Rex Burkhead could be nursing an, an ankle injury here after the second or third play, so we're not sure. So I think I'm going to go James White. Um, I, I, think I, 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 I think I'll go James White as well. It, uh, like I was, I was telling Rashad, he's uh, – you know, Super Bowl MVP James White, and he's team captain James White, and uh, Michelle's not suiting up today, right? Sony Michelle, yep. yeah, he's, um, he's out. He's out today. Uh, they, I believe, are going to use Rex Burkhead uh, quite a bit, but they also kind of said they want to ease him in because he's been coming off of that injury. Because Rex Burkhead's always coming off an injury. Yeah, James White's going to get some touches, and in the passing game where you basically have no wide receivers. He's going to get some run. He's like going to get some touches. Yeah, no, I I like him, and he always gets some open field catches inside that fifteen yard line. He's got a nose for the end zone. I like him. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, we'll wrap this up. If you have any more, get them into the better you today text line at five five three zero five. Still have some we have to get to, and uh, we will get do that next here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, one final segment for Fantasy Start Sick Questions. Get them in. Better you today. Text line 55305. We're going to get through as many as we can before the games kick when you're, uh, or at least the part of your rosters will lock. Next question was Ben Roethlisberger or Andrew Luck. This one's interesting. Normally, I'd always say Roethlisberger in this one, but the weather in Cleveland, not pretty for passing the football. I honestly, I'm going to go Andrew Luck on this one, even though I I would choose Roethlisberger normally. That weather scares me off from that game. It really does. Um, hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Luck. I think Luck is a better thrower of the football, so I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. You know, injury and all. Um, I still think he's a, a better throw of the football, so I'm going with Luck. And he doesn't have to play in the rain. I think this is pretty easy. Um, just down to. I, I think the game script is going to be you're going to have to pass. They're going to have a, a really bad running game for Indy um, as opposed to the game script in Cleveland's going to be, once again, they are going to try to run the ball and limit the passing because passing is going to be hard to do in those in that windy condition. So um, I also will roll out luck. Hilton. Diggs, Smith-Schuster, Devontae Adams. Which three do I start? This one's easy for me. I'm going T.Y., I'm going Stefan, and I'm going Devontae Adams. I know Smith-Schuster's going to be the number two next to Antonio Brown. I know he had some good-looking games last year. I'm not fully sold on him this year yet. I, a, lot, a lot of people were drafting him high or for big money in auction drafts, and I was like, nope, not touching it, not touching it. I've seen way too much inconsistency from second receivers in Pittsburgh lately to trust him yet. 
Again, we discussed the weather. That's going to be an impact, especially on a guy who's going to be relying on deep passing routes from Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton, Stefan Diggs, and Devontae Adams. Um, mm. Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams. I really like Juju. Um, Remember yeah, the weather. I know. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton as well. I'm just going to say him. Yeah. Uh, we've got Luck or Wilson quarterback question. Again, I'm going to go Luck. I don't know who Wilson's going to throw the football to. Doug Baldwin is there, but he's hurt. And uh, Denver's defense, although the secondary is not quite as good, still has Chris, still has Chris Harris. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go Luck in that one. I, don't, I just don't trust the Seahawks this year. Yeah, I'm going to go Luck as well. Um, I, I, I think the Seahawks are going to be better than people think I don't I think they're still going to be like third in their division but I think they're going to be better than people think but just not this week so I'm going Andrew Luck Luck PPR flex Josh Gordon or Devin Funches Josh Gordon easy not so easy because we don't know what Josh Gordon's going to be part of what the game plan is going to be for him today we don't know they, they're they're saying that he might not be deployed all the time Funches is now the number one wide receiver in Carolina um, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll say Josh Gordon too. Big, big play, Josh Gordon. Um, but no, the weather, the weather. Don't forget the weather. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't like Funches at all. I really don't. But I'm actually, I'll take Funches because of the weather. Yeah, deep threats not going to happen today. Taking Josh Gordon. I'm going Funches, bro. I hate. I hate Funches though. God, he's been so bad since he first got into the league, and everyone was so high on him being good. Um. Uh, Clay, so Charles Clay, or um, the Kittle guy from San Francisco in a tight end spot in a non PPR league. That one's tough for me. I it is. I think I'm gonna go Kittle on that one. I feel like Charles Clay is always there to like maybe get one touchdown once every five weeks, but Kittle is a guy who I think is going to be able to be a, a good target for Jimmy Garoppolo. Neither are very good. So if that's your only tight end options, I might look at upgrading at some point. But I'm going to go Kittle in that one. Kittle and who else? I, I can't Charles see. Clay. Um, I don't know. Uh, Peterman. Nathan Peterman is the quarterback for Charles Clay. Where's Clay's not in He's Buffalo in Buffalo anymore. still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Peterman. <laughs> don't get ready for Yeah, that. I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with Kittles, or Kittle. I'll I'll go Kittle. I I don't like what you got. I I don't like anything about Buffalo right now. Nothing. Okay. Burkhead or AP? Rex Burkhead or Adrian Peterson? Peterson gonna be the starter for Washington today. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Burkhead because <laughs> we've seen Adrian Peterson the last couple of years. I don't trust him. Um, R. Kelly is his backup, right? Is he? Is I don't Rob, know. Yeah, um, Rob, well, I mean, Chris Thompson's going to get the third down. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. They don't really have a backup right now because everyone's hurt. That's why they uh, signed Adrian Peterson. Rob Kelly is going to be the backup, but they, they didn't want him. Like, they it, they don't want him. They don't want Samaje P. Ryan. P. Ryan's still there, too, but they're not going to get any work. Yeah, I'm taking Burkhead. I think the, the Patriots are going to have – defensively, I don't know. The Patriots know what they're doing all the way. Offensively, I don't think that'll be a problem, so I'm going to go. Burkhead. This one honestly is kind of hard for me because uh, uh, Peterson did look pretty good against the Broncos, but they also they're playing against what Arizona today. Is that 
Is that what I got? I think so. Arizona is still pretty tough against the run. So I'll, um, I'll still probably give in despite the fact they have JJ Watt back and they have Clowney who's healthy. Um, I'm still probably, uh, yeah, I'll still go Burkhead. This is a really hard one for me. This is the last one we have. So thank you guys for all the questions. Appreciate it. Traquan Smith, who I didn't know who it was until I looked it up. He's the, he's the guy in uh, new Orleans who's competing with Cameron Meredith for, for touches. Taiwan Taylor, who I didn't know who it was until I looked it up. <laughs> it's the Titans third receiver for the flex. He goes, I also have Chris Carson, but I don't like him against Denver on the road uh, in the first game. I don't blame you for that. No DJ Fluker today. So if you are for sure not playing Chris Carson between those two, I guess I'll say Smith because it's Drew Brees versus Marcus Mariota. It's an offense that, that likes to spread the ball around. Um, I don't know how good he's going to be throughout the whole year. I really like Cameron Meredith this year once he gets back to being fully healthy, but I'll take Traquan Smith if those are your two choices. Um, yeah, Traquan Smith. What? Who Who are we talking about? Exactly. Traquan Smith, who's a receiver for the Saints. Yeah. Okay. And Taiwan Taylor, who's a receiver for the Titans. I'm trying to figure out how we got these people. Honestly, I'll go like, Taiwan Taylor. Was this like a 20, I mean, 20 round? I don't know. I, I, honestly, I was, I of, of those of guys, though, I would go Chris Carson of all three. You mentioned Chris Carson. I would... I, uh, Chris Carson's going to get the work. Well, that's why I said if you're yeah. if you're dead set on not playing Carson, I would take Smith. But, but. I mean, in that in my case, if you're dead set on not playing Carson, which you sh- probably should over these guys, I would go Taylor. All right, there you go. That's our fantasy scramble today. Thanks so much for participating. We'll do it every single week. If we have a nine to eleven show at nine thirty, if we have an eight to nine thirty show at eight forty five, and we'll let you know about that as uh, we wrap up the show today what's coming up next week but coming up next let's switch gears to nfl chatter we have Le'Veon bell talk we've got west coast bias at 10 15 and we got hater love it at 10 30 that's all coming up next hour on football sunday on 10 to the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.